0: welcome to your daily dose with bob and nick thanks for tuning in today nick and i talk about my recent trip to yellowstone grand teton and zion national parks and some of the training i did in preparation for the serious hiking and biking experience that was to come we also talk about nick's former life as a distance biker we're talking hundreds of miles a day and how he distracted himself during the hours he spent in the bike saddle it's a high endurance episode of your daily dose check it out I did lose 10 pounds while I was on vacation.
1: I mean, you were not feeling well. And hiking my butt off. Well, I mean, that should have put on some weight. Because well,
0: your calves yeah, are, oof. Yeah, well, I, I, I pressed up against my limits a few times during this trip. And when I say that, I, I mean, I chose not to go to the highest point. Uh, I think it's called um, Angel's Landing. Angel's Landing. You go up to Scout's Look, outlook, and it's beautiful view. You've, I've already climbed a thousand feet vertically over the course of a mile, which is pretty strenuous. Yeah. Then you have the opportunity to go up to this Angel's Point by climbing so vertically and so rockily that you, they have a chain that's bolted into the side of it all the way up. So you, that hold, on you to hold on to as you go up. I decided at that point, no, I don't I think need I'm to, good. I don't need to see it from up there. I, I can I'm see fine from you, here. Yeah, I
1: can look up <laughs> pictures on Instagram from that view. <laughs> And there, That's when you bring a drone just to, right. okay, you go up there.
0: Well, there is something to be in there, right? Though? I mean, sure. just to be surrounded and immersed in it. I couldn't tell you the number of times I was like, this is so amazing because I'd never been in that kind of an environment before. And I was in the Andes. I've been to China. I've been to Africa. But this is America, right? And it was like, it's kind of exciting to see that, that we're protecting this stuff. And when I saw the thousands of bison in, uh, in Yellowstone, I was like, I had hope. I'm like, there's there's so many of these yeah. that I don't fear that the dying off of them. When you hear the stories of Buffalo Bill Cody and how they slaughtered the bison all over the plains, uh, it really made me worry that we weren't going to have enough of those in the future. But uh, but there are plenty of them in there, anyways.
1: Did you feel like because uh, you know, in, in general, we don't have a lot of old stuff. Yeah. Did you feel like that kind of feeling towards it? Like, you know, it's
0: almost like an old cathedral in Europe or something like that. I didn't think of that. But I, now that you mentioned it, absolutely. Because there is this, I mean, you can see the strata of the rocks in Zion, yeah. right? So you can literally see the geological ages that have progressed, which it's hard not to think, man, this stone that I'm touching right here. Could have been touched by dinosaurs for all I know. You know, that's how old this stuff is. And it's so strikingly different. I mean, come on, we're, we live in Flatsville, right? <laughs> There's know. that part too, yeah. So that was also part of what strained me in, uh, in the climbing of it was I, I worked out before I went on this trip. I got my bike miles up over 20 miles on a regular basis so that I could be ready for the 30-mile ride that I took across the face of the Grand Tetons, which was a lot easier ride than I expected because I was on a motor-assisted bike. Which, man, let me tell you something. I felt like I was flying. Yeah. I, I would just I casually go up to 20 miles an hour and just watch things blow by. And it was a cold morning. It was 28 degrees when we got up that morning. Oh. But, but it, it warmed up so to weird. like 60s. Well, not so good if you're riding on a bike, though. Cause I'm okay with tw- it. 28 degrees. I am always sweaty. Okay. Yeah, me yeah. too, though. Me yeah. too. That's my MO. I'm good. I I'm good with that. so So
1: did that make you kind of want a motorized
0: oh yeah yeah Yeah. i'm gonna get one i'm gonna get one eventually i mean i love my bike and i ride my bike several times a week um but that concept i would really like to be able to go greater distances go see more things because i get a little bored with the 10 mile loop that i have around this space uh to ride the other thing is I don't know how real that is because I get bored on my bike after about an hour. I'm like, all right. Uh. I
1: always, like, there was a time where I did some, uh, I wouldn't say serious training, but I really, I set a goal for myself to get up to like 400 miles in one bike ride. And I think I got up to 220.
0: In one bike ride? Yeah. Uh, how long did that take you?
1: Uh, Well, like a bike ride like that would take, what, six? No, take longer than that. I don't remember.
0: That's a I'm, that's a huge distance. That's, yeah, I've never I've never read.
1: Yeah, it would basically be an all day. Yeah, ride. yeah, yeah. Um, so I got up to two twenty, and uh, that was an issue. Like I I have to have music at the very least. Yeah, and at the yeah. time, there weren't really podcasts and stuff. This was early two thousands. So oh yeah yeah um you know everything was like arduous in terms of how you were going to get the technology to do this. Yeah. Um, cause you also had like the camelback so you could keep the liquids flowing and all that. But, yeah. um, yeah, it was, I need something though it, yeah. or else everything becomes boring.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'd be driving,
1: the... walking, I any agree. of that stuff.
0: I, I'm an overstimulator. Yeah. I, I, I like, I prefer that. I prefer even, I just like to have stuff going on, stuff yeah. that I can just step into, step out of. Uh, yeah, it's, but I do it with books now I do it with music I do it with podcasts occasionally although I need to listen to more podcasts I want to listen to more podcasts I just um, time
1: it depends so like I like to have a certain amount of space with my books or a certain amount of time to concentrate on an audiobook yeah and so if it's a long drive, it's audiobook, if it's a shorter drive, it's podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. easier to consume, it's easier to take a bite out. And then if I don't like it, I can just move on to the next one yeah. and I don't really care. Yeah, yeah. Or if I've gotten a lot out of it already. Like, oh, okay, this is fine. I don't
0: have to listen to the rest of this because I used to be a very big completionist. Really? Yeah. Oh, see, that's oh Patty's God. thing. Patty Patty likes to complete things. Now, she's on occasion has said, no, I'm not going to finish this. But uh, it takes something pretty bad for her not to finish yeah. it. Yeah. I remember
1: before, you know, you could uh, burn CDs. You had to, you know, you yeah. had a CD player in your car, which was really neat. Um, you had to, if you wanted to listen to a particular song, you yeah. had to skip to it. <laughs> so I would, like, make it a thing where, okay, I'm going to put this album in. And I know my favorite song is track seven. I'm going to listen to tracks one through six uh, and then the rest of it afterwards wow. because I want to. That it, serious completion is Oh wild. my gosh, yeah. I'm glad I got over that.
0: Yeah, because, well, guess what? Life is short.
1: Hey, it's Nick. Thanks for listening. Life is short. And honestly, do bands even think about the order of the tracks and which go where? Is there any rhyme or reason to any of that? I mean, sometimes the big hit was track number one on some albums, and sometimes on a different album, maybe even from the same band, it was track number eight. How am I supposed to know what's going on if it's not always the same on every album? That's very confusing, bands. But now I could just listen to whatever I want. So there, bands, have a great day.